Welcome to Watch Therefore, the program designed to help the disciple of Messiah Jesus obey his command to watch therefore and be ready for you don't know the hour or the day the Son of Man is coming, coming to take us back to that place he's prepared for us. Dove Schwartz here at the Sea of Galilee encouraging everyone who's watching today more than ever to watch therefore and be ready. So thankful to be with you once again on the program Watch Therefore. And I want to start off with a couple questions today. First, have you been saved by God's grace through faith in Messiah Jesus? Yes? And and the second question is, did you know that that same grace that saves us teaches us to look for the end of this age? We're going to look at that very clearly today and dig deeper from that question into the things of this generation that we're in today. The Lord's placed us here for such a time as this. Let's have a word of prayer first. Oh, Father in heaven, in Messiah Jesus' name, thank you for this life you've given us in Messiah Jesus. Thank you we're here at this critical time for such a time as this. You've placed us here. Please bless every viewer with this program today, Father. We ask it in Messiah Yeshua, our Lord Jesus' name. Amen. There's a passage that I love and I frequently talk about on the program, but we're going to talk about it um, and look at something different that I rarely look at. It's it's real important because the same grace that teaches us to deny ungodliness and worldly lust and to live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present age, it's the same grace that saves us. But it doesn't stop there. And, And think of what it says in this age. Let me just quote the verse again. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present age, looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. And so the grace of God teaches us how to live in this age, but also to look for the end of this age. What is that? It's the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Messiah Jesus, when he comes for us in the clouds, folks. That's the rapture. And he takes us to that place he's been preparing for us. And then after the end of the seven-year period of tribulation on the earth, we return with him to reign and rule on the earth. What does it mean, the end of this age? Well, at different times, the Lord has dealt with his people in different ways. And his people are his representatives on the earth. And today, it's Jew and Gentile, one new man in what's called the ecclesia in the Greek New Testament, translated into English, the church. We are his representatives on the earth today. And and so this age will come to an end, and then the great tribulation will begin. The church won't be here to represent him. It will be a different time, and and it's going to be very brief, seven years. And then he's going to return to reign and rule and sit on the throne of David. 
That's the David covenant. We've discussed covenants that are being fulfilled prophetically in the Bible, Bible prophecy. And we've looked at the Abraham covenant, the Moses covenant, the David covenant, and the new covenant. And, and, and so uh, let's look at the disciples speaking to our Lord Jesus in light of what we're talking about with regard to this age. This is very exciting. Stay with me. So in Matthew chapter 23, uh, beginning of verse 37, the Lord is proclaiming judgment to Jerusalem. And I've taught some of these things on previous programs, but we're on new platforms now. And we're going all over the world into different places. And it's so important that we all come together. And it's not going to be a bad reminder if you've heard this before. So beginning in verse, in verse 37, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the one who kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to her. How often I wanted to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings. But you were not willing. See your house, your temple in Jerusalem. Your house is left to you desolate. For I say to you, you shall see me no more till you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Or as Messiah Yeshua may have said it, Baruch haba b'shem Adonai. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. So Messiah Jesus is warning of this judgment on Jerusalem and the temple in Jerusalem. Everything is about to change. He knows what's going on. The disciples, though he's told them he would die on the cross for their sins and rise again, and he's, he's begun to introduce things pertaining to this new covenant, they don't yet understand it. And so, Matthew 24 begins, Then Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came up to show him the buildings of the temple. And, and Jesus said to them, Do you not see all these things? Assuredly, I say to you, not one stone shall be left here upon another that shall not be thrown down. And we know that some 40 years later, just exactly what Messiah Jesus said happened to the temple in Jerusalem as the Romans came in and tore the temple down, just like he said. Beginning of verse 3, Now as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came, privately, came to him privately, saying, Tell us, when will these things be, and what will be the sign of your coming, and what? And of the end of the age. Messiah Jesus is talking to them about these prophetic events that will take place. And the disciples understand covenant and prophecy. And, and they understand that when these things take place, Messiah Jesus is speaking about, ultimately it will lead to him coming to sit on the throne of David in Jerusalem. And in the David covenant, the promise is, that a son of David, a descendant of David, will sit on the throne of David, having built a new glorious temple for the Lord. Isn't that fitting when he tells them that their temple will be destroyed? And they're asking him, when will be the end of this age? When will you build a new temple and sit on the throne of David? Covenant and prophecy, folks. It helps us so much to understand the whole Bible and this generation that we're in right now. What do I mean? Well, because Messiah Jesus explains to them events that will take place down through the centuries or in front of them centuries forward that will look like the end of, that of the age. It will look like the end of the age, but they will be events that will take place century after century after century, and they're not the end of the age. But then there's a shift. There's a generation that will come up that will be different than these have experienced hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and almost 2,000 years of tumultuous, earth-shaking events. Now, there's going to be a generation that's going to be different. It's, it's your generation. It's my generation. Matthew 24, verse 4, 
And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. The end is not yet. And here's this shift that marks our generation. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. And so, let's talk about the word sorrows. That is an old English way of saying birth pangs. Birth pangs. These are the beginning of birth pangs. And he says, nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. This is an ancient Hebraism for global war. World Wars I and II, like never before. There's been wars down through the centuries, but nothing like World War I and two, and the genocides that we've seen since then that lead right up to this very hour. And then he speaks of famine. There are almost as many hungry people on the planet today as there were people on the whole planet just a couple hundred years ago. Today, there's more hungry people on planet Earth than ever before. And he speaks of pestilences, diseases also often caused by animals. You know, the most dangerous animal on the planet today is the mosquito spreading these horribly deadly pandemics and diseases. Oh, Lord. And, and, and so there's, and then Ebola and AIDS, tuberculosis. I could go on and on and on like never before today in this world. Diseases and earthquakes in various places. The world is shaking like never before by the frequency and intensity increasing of earthquakes. And this leads us right back to Israel. Passages we've looked at in Isaiah 66 with Israel being becoming a nation in one day and the world shaking to give birth to the physical nation of Israel and the world shaking increasingly, bringing Israel to new birth. Isaiah 66, who has heard such a thing or who has seen such things? Shall the earth be made to give birth in one day or shall a nation be born at once? For as soon as Zion was in labor, she gave birth to her children. Shall I bring to the time of birth and not cause delivery, says the Lord? Shall I who cause delivery shut up the womb, says your God? Shall the Lord bring Israel to physical birth but not spiritual birth? No, certainly Israel will be born again. And Israel's birth pangs, you saw in Isaiah 66 there, it said, shall the earth be made to give birth in one day. The earth's labor pains brought Israel to physical rebirth. And the labor pains Messiah Jesus speaks of in Matthew 24 that we're experiencing right now is for the purpose, largely, mostly, largely to bring Israel to a spiritual birth. Of course, there's the wrath and justice of God upon the earth and bringing many in the nations to Messiah Jesus that will take place through all this as well. But we understand through covenant and prophecy, the Abraham covenant passed to Isaac, Jacob, Jacob's name changed to Israel. The Moses covenant, promising to bring the Jews back from the nations after having been scattered. The David covenant, which I mentioned a moment ago, all culminating in the new covenant. Messiah Jesus coming to reign and rule over the earth and over Israel as the king of the Jews from Jerusalem. That's where we're headed in this generation, folks. And I'll show you that more in programs to come. Makes me want to do something. Watch, therefore, and be ready. I'm so excited 
because our Watch Therefore program and message is spreading and expanding. I'm not surprised, but I'm very thankful that our Lord Jesus is making the way for our program to go into over 200 countries. Oh, hallelujah, the Lord our God, the Almighty reigns. And I want to say to our prayer and financial partners, thank you. Thank you for partnering with Watch Therefore. Now, we have our ministries, Blessing Israeli Believers and Poured Out for the Nations, that stand under the umbrella of our Watch Therefore ministry. And with Blessing Israeli Believers, co-founded by our ministry partner, John McTurnan and myself, we're getting out the gospel, making disciples, saving babies from abortion, and so much more here in the promised land. And then we have our ministry poured out for the nations. I've been in many African countries and many other places in the earth with the gospel, making disciples, pastors, conferences, helping orphans, and so much more. The Watch Therefore message is so urgent for this hour because it shakes the lukewarm out of their terrible condition and presents the real and legitimate urgency to the lost. You don't have much time. Pray and receive Jesus as Lord today. You don't want to miss the rapture. You don't want to go through the tribulation. You don't want to go to hell. And God doesn't want you to. Watch therefore, be ready, receive Jesus as Lord today and get ready for him to come for us in the clouds. Now, I want to say some things to our partners and about partnership with our ministry. First, let me say, if you haven't received Jesus as your Savior and Lord, please do not send any money into this program or into this ministry. It's our desire that you would be our guest today and even pray and receive Jesus as Lord. And for those who understand the principles of sowing and reaping, you're born again, Jesus is your Savior, and you want to lay your treasures up in heaven. We would ask you to prayerfully consider, watch therefore, our program and our ministry. And so I can't do this alone. And my help comes from the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. And we trust him to raise up from our viewers as he has been. And again, thank you, as he has been, viewers who want to prayerfully and financially partner with this ministry and kingdom work. We would suggest that you sign up for our monthly newsletter. There's information there on your screen. And what that will do is help you with prayer points uh, if you want to join in prayer partnership and also it will show you what you're financially sowing into as well. The Watch Therm 4 message is so important. And as we like to close every segment of our program, we say watch therefore and be ready. So many are tragically missing the signs that Messiah Jesus warned about that are leaping off the pages of the Bible regarding this generation. There's never been one like it, nor will there ever be again. And while so many, even those who profess the name of Jesus, are overwhelmed and heartbroken and crushed in this generation, it doesn't have to happen to you. Because not only can we make it through this generation, but we can have great kingdom success. The Lord gives us a way forward. And in my book, Watch Therefore and Be Ready, I lay all these things out, how to know that we know what this generation is and how to have kingdom success through it. Now, we want everyone to be able to get my book, Watch Therefore, and be ready. So for a donation of any amount to our ministry, you can get the book. Make sure you write Watch Therefore and be ready in the notes section of your check and online giving. Remember, Watch Therefore and be ready. 
Welcome back to Watch Therefore. We're marching through this teaching series on the book of Colossians. It's so important as the theme, the primary theme of the book of Colossians is that Christ is all in all. If you have Messiah Jesus, you have everything you need. And we remember that this Jewish apostle Paul He's under Roman incarceration for preaching the gospel, and he's writing this letter from heaven, not only to the predominantly Gentile disciples who are in Colossus, but also to every Jew and Gentile in Messiah Jesus who can access this book even today. That means you and me together, one new man in Messiah Jesus. Let's do some review reading in verses 8 through 14, and then we're going to look together at verses 15 through 17, Lord willing, today. But now you yourselves are to put off all these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. Do not lie to one another, since you have put off the old man with his deeds, and have put on the new man, who is renewed in knowledge, according to the image of him who created him, where there is neither Greek nor Jews, circumcised nor uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave nor free, but Christ is all in all. Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. But above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. Hallelujah and hallelujah. Now we go on to today's scripture teaching. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts to which also you are called in one body. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts. To the Lord, and whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Back to verse 15, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts. The word rule there is a word that we also use in the English language as umpire or referee. And so, in a sporting event, when someone goes out of bounds, for example, the umpire, the referee, throws a flag, blows a whistle. That's what the peace of God should do in our hearts. We should lose our peace when we're going a wrong way. The Holy Spirit of the living God, He is the umpire. He's the referee in our life, right? And so um, an example would be a husband, a husband and wife. The husband came to me to get some advice from me one day. And it wasn't an issue of right and wrong, good or bad. It was a specific issue uh, that would just depend on what's the Lord doing? How's he leading? And I said, what does your wife say? And he says, such and such. I said, you and your wife should have perfect peace about this as you make your decision. And that's what I would go with. Whatever you, you and your wife together have peace with after you pray about it. Why? I was referring in my heart as sharing this with him with this verse right here. Let the peace of God rule in your hearts. And there's many applications to this. As we go to live out our lives in this crazy, crooked world, we need the peace of the Lord 
to lead us to do something, to not do something, to say something, to not say something, and so on. And as we practice the peace of the Lord in our hearts, as we walk with Him, with His presence filling us, He will show us and we will learn His ways regarding His peace in our hearts. Remember, the Lord has called us to peace. It says here, to which also you are called in one body and be thankful. We are called to peace with the Lord first. Lord, our Lord Jesus gives us peace between God our Father and us. Our sins are forgiven. We're reconciled to Him by the blood of Messiah Jesus. Hallelujah. So we have peace with God. Now He wants us to have peace with one another. Peace with one another in church. One of the areas of wiles and schemes the devil uses is to try to divide believers in Messiah Jesus in the body. And that's why he says we are called in peace in one body, in a local body of believers in Messiah Jesus. And also beyond that, the Apostle Paul tells us, as much as it depends on you, be at peace with all men and be thankful. I can tell you right now the will of God for your life. And you might say, well, you don't even know me. You've never even seen me. I know, but I know what the Word of God says. He says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, always giving thanks, for this is the will of God in Messiah Yeshua, in Christ Jesus for you. Hey, thankfulness goes a long way with the Lord and sets the tone for our life. I'll talk more about that in a moment. In verse 16, he says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Think of this. How does the word of Messiah Jesus dwell in us richly? When we read his word, when we do what we're doing to get right now together, hear his word, speak his word. And there's other things we're going to see as well. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. We read the word of God. We listen to the word of God. We meditate on the word of God to get the wisdom of God. What's the opposite of wisdom? Foolishness. And we live in a generation of great foolishness. And foolishness is very contagious. Yet so is great wisdom. So we get wisdom. What? From where? The word of the living God. He says we're to teach and admonish one another in psalms. Oh, I love the psalms. I read the psalms. I sing the psalms. Hallelujah. Do you read the psalms? I read the psalms all through the year at different times. Uh, uh, he says... We are to teach and admonish one another. What does it mean to admonish? We know what it means to teach. What does it mean to admonish? It means to encourage or exhort. That's one thing. And I think the modern church is weighted very heavily in that part of admonishing. But the other, another way of thinking of admonishing, another definition, the way it's used in scriptures, is to warn. To warn. You see, the fear of the God, the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. So we need to walk in the fear of God. And we need to be reminded to do that. And, and, and we need to be reminded that this is a dangerous world. And sin, the wages of sin is death. No, we need to be reminded, admonished, not to go the wrong way, but to go the right way and to think rightly. Hallelujah. And, and so he says to teach and admonish one another in psalms and in hymns and spiritual songs. These are songs that are not like top 40 pop record songs that you would hear on, on the radio 
only. I know there's Christian radio stations. I'm not saying anything bad about that, certainly. But what I'm saying is they're not just pleasurable, entertaining songs. There are songs with Bible doctrine in them that teach us and admonish us. Hallelujah. And we're to sing with grace in our hearts to the Lord. So we're to admonish one another. We're to sing songs that, do, that teach and admonish us and also that we sing them to the Lord. Worship is so important. Oh, hallelujah. The Lord inhabits the praises of His people. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Whatever you do. Uh, there, there is this lie in Christianity that you have your, uh, your church life, your home life, your work life, and that you can behave like the devil in some of those, but still have your church life. No, in everything we do, as you are in your home, that's how you really are. As you are at work, that's how you really are. If you just put on your church face and live differently in other areas of your life, you're not doing all things to the glory of the Lord. And that's hypocrisy. And we certainly uh, don't want to do that. I'm kind of admonishing right now, right? No, we don't want to do that. We want to do all that we do in the name of our Lord Jesus and to give Him glory. Give thanks to God the Father through Him. Give thanks to God the Father through Him. Listen, thankfulness is so important. I've never met someone who's very thankful most of the time and yet complains a lot. I haven't. I've never seen anything good about complaining in the Bible. And we give thanks to God through our Lord Jesus who gives us a relationship with our God, with our Father in heaven, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And the reason I'm talking very quickly right now is I want to make sure to share the gospel with you before we end this program. Have you believed in Jesus as your Savior? Have you truly been saved? Uh, do you know that you're going to go up with us in the rapture? Do you know that you're going to spend eternity with God? Have you been forgiven for your sins? Messiah Jesus died on the cross for our sins. He was buried, and on the third day he rose again. And today, if you haven't received him as Lord and Savior, you haven't been born again. You can repent. You can turn away from your sins and cry out, Jesus, save me. I'm a sinner. And he'll send his Holy Spirit in you, and you'll be a new creation. You'll be in Christ. Cry out to him today. Are you doing that? Are you receiving him as Lord now? There's contact information at the bottom of, our, of, of your screen. Please contact us. Please let us know you want to receive Jesus as Savior and follow him. And we'll send some information to help you begin your new life in Messiah Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, and praise his holy name. I pray that you've been edified and blessed today by the program. And I pray our Father in heaven would bless everyone through Messiah Jesus by the Holy Spirit. Everyone who's watching the program today. And, and here's how we like to end the program. Messiah Jesus is coming any moment. What should we do? Watch therefore and be ready. Thank you for watching the program today. Watch Therefore is sponsored by the friends and partners of Watch Therefore Ministries. In future programs, we'll have many more Watch Therefore teachings from the Bible, worship, and exciting interviews with our believing partners in Israel and around the world. Please contact us at doveforisrael at gmail.com. That's D-O-V-F-O-R. I-S-R-A-E-L at gmail.com. And if you would like to subscribe to our newsletter, you can fill out a contact form on the website watchtherefore.tv. We also have audio programs available on our website watchtherefore.tv. We are on social media since it is a great tool to share the gospel and communicate with one another. You can also find us there at watchtherefore.tv. Until next time, 
or watching for King Jesus to return. Watch therefore and be ready. Slain, he'll come again. Our conquering king on that day. His sword will go forth to take back and re-